0: Hey there, will the Fed's decision to keep rates steady while hinting at a future hike help or hinder the US economy's recovery? I'm Aaron Young. Let's find out. Now, streaming right around the world, this is Ticker Today. Hello and welcome. Great to be with you. Coming up, new details about President Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Plus, WeWork shares tanked nearly 50% to a record low and the future is looking tough. But first, our top story... Let's kick off with Ticker Hotshots. We're joined by Veronica Dudo in New York. Veronica, great to see you now. The Federal Reserve held interest rates steady for the second consecutive meeting, but signaled another hike is possible before the years end as inflation remains well above its target. We're seeing central bankers now saying that they still feel one more rate hike will be necessary, which, of course, will advance the benchmark federal funds rate beyond its current 22-year high. There will be a lot of business owners, homeowners, mortgage payers who will be pretty happy to see that it's uh, being held again. But what does it say about the economy?
1: So it's really interesting, you know, I've done a lot of interviews with some economists and also Wall Street experts and investors. And, you know, the third quarter that came in, uh, we saw a lot of strong numbers, also the core CPI. So what, you know, the consumers are spending and and the price that they're paying, it it held. So it's not really a surprise for a lot of people who follow this uh, type of news, you know, this market that they held it. Of course, they do have a chance at the end of the year, that is quite likely. Now we're heading into the holidays. And so what will that spending look like? You know, Federal Reserve Chairman uh, Jerome Powell, he said he's, you know, really crunching the numbers, paying attention, and he just wants to tamp down inflation. He says it's getting there. Not quite there just yet. So most likely another hike.
0: Yeah, there'll be a lot of, I guess, homeowners around the world as well, because we know many countries, federal reserves and central banks, they take their lead from what's happening in the United States, particularly at the moment, given that so many of the issues facing the American economy are global, so therefore it will be the same issues facing so many other economies as well. Now we don't just have to deal with Russia and Ukraine, we have to now deal with Israel and, and Gaza and the Palestinians in the Middle East and Hamas, and the impact that the war now in the Middle East will have right across the region, particularly on fuel prices, and is that a sign from the Fed that they're essentially waiting to see, maybe another month or two, to see what the flow-on effects could be from this war kicking off in the Middle East?
1: That potentially could uh, certainly be a major factor in terms of what's going to happen. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, for those uh, homeowners, obviously, you know, we're seeing a 22-year high for for the benchmark rates. Uh, additionally, you know, it's a situation where uh, you know we were seeing in the beginning a lot of homeowners putting their houses up for sale and saying, you know, this is great. You know, we're making a great profit. But then when they started to apply, the interest rates were were so astronomical that it almost. became becomes a wash. And so now it's such a tight uh, housing market where you have a lot of people who are searching for a house. There's not a lot out there, depending on the area you're looking. And then now we're seeing astronomical rates. So, you know, the housing market is certainly uh, doing just, you know, it's a rough go for a lot of people res- looking residentially.
0: And you're also seeing a lot of issues when it comes to the economy surrounding consumer sales, right? People we being told are using services, but they're not buying products. Christmas is around the corner, Uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. Surely the Fed will be watching them closely to see just how much money is floating around the economy because businesses still doing it tough, right? They're still trying to come back from the shutdowns, the lockdowns of the pandemic to make more money again. And so therefore that will be something they'll be watching.
1: Everyone's feeling the the pinch, you know. The small business owners, small business owners, home owners, the corporations, you know, that have put these orders in, they're trying to move products off their shelves. You know, we're seeing the fluctuations in terms of crude oil, Brent. Uh, you know, how will that affect uh, gas prices moving forward? And then, of course, the conflict in the Middle East. You know, how long will that last, and how big will that grow?
0: All right, let's talk about TikTok and its responsibility, perhaps even impact on the public mindset, given what's happening in the Middle East at the moment. Hedge fund billionaire Bill Ackman says that TikTok should probably be banned for massively manipulating public opinion, he says, in favor of Hamas and also stoking anti-Israel fear. He's blamed social media for amplifying the hate following reports of pro-Palestine videos on TikTok outnumbered pro-Israel videos by as much as 15 to 1. This is a a really difficult one because you don't know whether it's the algorithm. You don't know whether it's people are posting more. You don't know if it's an information war that one side of the war has worked out to use, the other hasn't. Uh, What are your thoughts?
1: So it was interesting in the research, uh, obviously very curious to learn more about this story. And, you know, they were saying that looking uh, at the post that it was 15 to one, that there was more uh, pro Hamas content versus pro Israel content. It was also interesting to see that 20 percent of people in the age group 18 to 24 get their news from TikTok. And so we do know these social media platforms are extremely powerful. You know, we've known for a long time that a lot of consumers have cut the cord, so to speak, you know, that traditional cord in terms of legacy TV. And so in doing that, where are they consuming the news? How are they finding out what's happening in the world? And so when you are seeing a company like TikTok that has ties back to communist China, you know, this is why so many lawmakers in the United States, States in Congress, they were seriously moving to try to ban TikTok because even when the higher ups came in to testify on Capitol Hill, they couldn't even hundred percent confirm that Americans data was not being stored in China. So this has just uh, this has a lot of layers in terms of you know a lot of what we're seeing with TikTok and, and a lot of the problems. So this mm. just adds to the pile.
0: Yeah, I do agree. Um, it is interesting because it used to be that editors were in charge of newspapers. I mean, they still are, but that was at a time where that's where we got our news from, the newspapers, the TV, the radio stations. And now it's an absolute free for all, which is good in the sense that people get to have their say. It's not all high, tightly held. But when it comes to being fair, being balanced about your coverage, what do algorithms do in this situation? It, it's doesn't seem like they're designed for that it literally is seemed that it's the loudest voice or uh, learning to be able to play the emotion to show a bloodied child for example may get more likes which could then push it into more feeds but there's no one keeping an eye on making sure that we can hear the different sides to make sure um, that someone doing something really bad isn't coming across as doing something really good because they've learned how to manipulate uh, the algorithm all right let's move on to our next one Hungry diners may be forced to wait longer for their DoorDash orders. If they choose not to tip rivalry delivery uh, people, the the new advisory is part of a pilot program launched by the company to gauge user reaction. Um, Veronica, are you a tipper when it comes to having the food delivered?
1: So I am, uh, you know, this is really interesting because they're saying that the uh, delivery personnel will have the ability to choose uh, where they will deliver and who gets priority. So basically, I guess they're going to either know from past experiences, or maybe it is uh, stored somehow that they can see whether or not someone has tipped. And so it appears that how they're framing this is that uh, DoorDash will be able to head to the places that they tip more. So very fascinating. You know, will this be something that uh, they, they keep? Is this going to be a bust? Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's yeah, interesting well, they say take. that they're just I'm
0: testing sure. it at the moment, right? Um, yeah. I was just in New York, as you know, with you, and I cannot get over how tipping has just exploded. Remember when it was 15%? Now there's never an option for 15%. It goes up and up and up. Um, And quite often for bad service or service that wasn't there, the idea that you are meant to be complimenting someone and saying, thanks so much for for doing this. I mean, it's everywhere. You you buy a coffee, they don't even talk to you, and then you've got to tip them. And that's the only thing that they say is don't forget to tip. And you're like, well, hang on, you haven't done anything. So obviously it's a way to pay to keep the base price low, which is a very United States thing and a lot of other parts of the world. It's built in so that the total cost is the total cost of the staff of it all. It's an interesting debate, but what I often find in a country like where we are in Australia is that they've now been, Veronica, doing a tricky thing, really high prices, bringing in ways to try and make sure that these um, these drivers are being paid a normal wage like everybody else, and then on top, they're adding the tip. What do you think?
1: So that's something new for you. Yeah.
0: Well, it's double dipping, right? We, we always talk. Right. I remember heading to the UK sure. and the idea was don't tip, don't create an industry because it's already built in.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, too, sometimes you always see these articles, some tips and tricks for people when they're traveling, because exactly, you know, in your home country could be very different uh, than when you are abroad, but mm. you know, it's an interesting situation. Um, you know, Because a lot of the uh, workers sometimes struggle with health care. That's not always built into it. So exactly. You know, there's different templates for different countries and different companies.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there. Veronica, as always, thanks for your time. Take care. Okay. New details being released surrounding President Biden's meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping. The White House says an agreement in principle has been reached on a meeting later this month
2: in San Francisco. U.S. President Joe Biden is set to meet China's Xi Jinping in San Francisco this month, according to the White House. A senior Biden official said that details of the meeting still need to be hammered out. However, it would be the latest in a flurry of diplomacy between the two superpowers, with the Israel-Hamas conflict adding a new dynamic to their testy relationship. Biden and Xi haven't met since last November at Indonesia's G20 summit in Bali, and Biden has yet to host the Chinese leader on U.S. soil since he took office. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre confirmed they aim to meet in San Francisco on the sidelines of the upcoming APEC summit. The president said he's looking forward uh, to meeting, uh, to meeting uh, with President Xi. It's going to be a constructive meeting. Jean-Pierre was also asked whether the U.S. has considered any gestures to help make top-level meetings with Beijing more frequent. We've been very clear. Our policy uh, and how we move forward with China it hasn't changed. Uh, this is intense competition, right, that we have said that we want to, uh, to move forward with, with China. We understand that. And intense competition means uh, intense diplomacy. That's what you're going to see. US officials have told Reuters they view the potential sit down as essential to help ease tension between the two countries on further issues, including Taiwan and a Chinese military buildup in the South China Sea.
0: You are watching Ticker today. More right after this. You're watching Ticker. We'll have more in just a few minutes.